Hi, welcome to Conversations with Zaira. My name is Zaira Khan and today I'm with... Orangela, aka Gummy. Gummy. <laughs> yeah, Gummy, how have you been? I've been good. How are you? I've been good. We were supposed to have this conversation at 8pm, but now it's 11. But honestly, what's a better time? <laughs> like, which time is better than to have like conversations about literal trauma? Because I know I do, than like late at night. <laughs> I agree, 110%. Yeah. So this this conversation is going to be about female beauty standards. I'm going to do a different segment about men beauty standards, but this one is about female beauty standards. And for every woman on this, every woman on this planet, beauty standards has, is kind of something ingrained in your head at this point whether you like it or not no matter what color shape size you are it does rule your head so I don't want anybody to come out and say I don't care about the beauty center yes baby you do you might (laughs) it's just the truth so uh, Gami to you what do you think the beauty standards are and why do you think they're set for women um for women I think beauty standards are basically this kind of mental picture we've put in our brain because of society and you know decades of decades no centuries worth of judgment we've kind of taken centuries worth of judgment and felt insecure and kind of made this image in our head that this is what we should be and this is what we should follow to you know be accepted by people which I think is the stupidest thing anyone can do like be you I mean, women's women are like beautiful. Excuse me. I like love yes. it. <laughs> Go off. And like they come in all shapes, sizes, colors, whatever. You are you. But I think that because of this, like, you know, this past of insecure people telling us what to do and what not to do. And we've been brought up in this kind of world of just genuinely judgmental people. It is, it's kind of hard to be who you are it's with so many eyes just looking at you and judging you and I think that's what the beauty standard is that judgment and that you know insecurity yeah to me the beauty standard is the yeah it's right it's a mental picture that everybody has every Mm -hmm. I'll say country or area or village or city whatever you want to say has a different image of what a beautiful woman should look like for some people it's skinny for some people it's curvy for some people it's not curvy and I think the reason they're set for women is for amongst others I believe it's for um kind of profiting off of I mean let's take um I don't know what let's take razors for an example earlier on Mm -hmm. in like before women started wearing revealing clothes when we when women especially in the United States took a couple more didn't feel the need to shave their legs they never were told that hairy legs were you know, ugly or not beautiful. But then when women start showing more skin, they started showing that hairy, hairy legs aren't pretty. Mm-hmm. And therefore, razors start getting sold. Yeah. Razors are still sold. Exactly. This is just one example. And 
And in the most annoying thing that beauty standards for women have been set by men. And it's... You're so true. That's so true. It's it's true. And it's like this little image. Like we were in high school. This Mm -hmm. beauty standard, I can say for myself, has been on my head since I was like 11. So since the age of 11, I have been thinking of what... I think is beautiful not what I think it's beautiful what a man thinks is beautiful some random man on the freaking street in this country saying that you have broad hips not pretty and I genuinely think it's it was started just to profit off of and to control women and I don't mean to sound like a super feminist person even though I am that because I am going to talk about the men's perspective of this so I don't want anybody to be like oh my god you feminist I'm logging off feel free to but just hear my argument <laughs> it's different for men but speaking for women I feel like it was to control and profit off of I'm talking about from hair color to having not having glasses and having contacts on your face from different hairstyles and trends and like let's take skin care for an example for men and women it's so different Mm -hmm. even though it's basically the same ingredients and coming to skin like another thing I wanted to mention was like you know bleaching um items like skin like fair and lovely for example in India I've I lived in India a couple years ago and Zara just moved from India like a couple years ago too so I think we both know what you know fairness creams and bleaching creams and just like looking you know white in a society where everyone thinks that you should look you know fair and I think that is sickening I personally think that's sickening I feel like every daisy mom has at least had one tube of like fair and lovely or some ayurveda or some some type of some sadhu remedy some oh my god right? some random exactly <laughs> and then they've given it to you like aunties uncles like pita you should take this now it's coming of age no you have to have fair skin That's as a child but has that happened to you for real yeah of course it has People have, people have reminded me that, hey, you need to remember that, you know, fair skin is where it's at. Make sure that, you know, fair skin is, is important. And like, I don't think it is. Personally, I love my skin color, especially when I came to the US. I like love it even more <laughs> because everyone here wants to be tan. It's kind of this bipolar like skin system. And it's just so annoying and aggravating that Whenever I go back home, they're like, you got so tan. I'm like, yes, I did. See, when you go into the sun and you have melanin <laughs> in your skin, you tend to get darker. Because science has told us that, hey, babe, the sun loves to make people crispy. And over here, Good. don't get me wrong. I mean, you can tan if you want to. I think it's a, it's a personal choice. But people have become crispy on beaches. They look like not for sorry for the lack of a better term they look like chicken like you know the the outer layer of chicken when it like you put it in like a baking tray right they look crispy and I'm like okay you do you but I personally don't think I get that tan 
I think people get more tan because they're outdoors all the time. I'm lazy, so I stay inside. And, you know, that's fine. But whenever I go back home and they're like, huh, you got a little tan, you know, you could work on this. I can get you like a tube of tan. Like, no, I'm okay. I'm I'm fine, Auntie G. No, no, beta, you should take this. I'll I'll pay for it myself. Your mom probably won't give you these creams. And I'm like, no, my mom, you know, she understands what skincare versus beauty standards are. Mm. Like skincare is good for you. I've like struggled with acne for years. I've struggled with like keratosis polaris, which is like a skin condition on my arms for years. I mean, when I went to the dermatologist, she told me like, it's fine. I mean, uh, thousands of people come to me every year asking me to better their skin. Some people go home happy. Some people don't because you can't control what happens to your skin. It's, it's your body. It's all natural. Yeah. But, you know, people telling you like, hey, you go work on this. And it's something you can't control. Mm-hmm. I think that is really sad. That's honestly just sad yeah um i want to talk about how beauty is subjective and i don't want to come out of like oh you do you like it's okay if you're fat it's okay if you're skinny i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about how beauty standards the reason why i find the entire system of beauty standards so stupid is because it's not one set thing i would respect it if it was one set thing if a single caucasian woman skinny caucasian woman with a big breast and like a 28 inch hip inch like waist i would be like oh, okay that's a beauty standard i don't really care but go for it but the annoying thing is that beauty is subjective from different place to place and it's changing all the time so it's like especially for women so my body is not a canvas for you to draw on it's not something I can alter every single time it's supposed to be one way and for example in the 19 in like the 19th century teeth blackening was beautiful teeth blackening was popular if right now white teeth is where it at white teeth is it's considered to be clean therefore it's kind of like the beauty standard in japan not then for in fiji bigger and fatter women are considered more beautiful in today's society not so much and in asia like we talked about lighter skin is considered pretty and being like exactly fair and lovely which is called glow and lovely now but like there's, there's no oh, way of covering that really? for some girls over there. <laughs> and over here tan skin is considered beautiful and tan skin is considered pretty so the thing is beauty the standard of beauty set by men for women is so different from here to there it's like what do you really expect us to do like my body is not a canvas for you to draw on for me to alter it every time I travel from a country to another like yeah if it like okay the thing about bodies especially are it's not always malleable some people have gotten surgery to really make it marvel, but it's just, it's not changeable. You can't change your body with every trend. As much as you want to, sometimes you can't do that. 10 years ago in America itself, you know, being skinny or, you know, being a size zero to a size four was everything. And that means like, maybe you have more boobs, but like no ass was the thing, like in 2000s and 2010s. 
And people, you know, had got eating like disorders because of that. EDs were such a big thing in, you know, in child channels like Disney. Everyone wanted to be as skinny as, you know, Hannah Montana at the time, or everybody wanted to be as skinny as like another character. People saw what they saw on TV and wanted to do that. In fashion, for example, runway models were size zero, size two, size threes. And, you know, that was the thing, like the Naomi Campbells of the world. And not only Naomi Campbell, I like, I honestly, I understand how um, eating disorders could have been a big thing. Now, obviously, everyone is, has make their, makes their own decisions. Some people can control, some people can. It's honestly something that you should take up with yourself. But because of, you know, these weird images that people told you that you have to follow. Like nowadays, we want curvy bodies like Kim Kardashian. Or, you know, you want that Instagram model body versus that like magazine cover, Vogue cover body. You know, it really depends on what's in right now and what's not in. People who chose to have surgeries 10 years ago to get that ideal body are getting, you know, different surgeries to, you know, either remove some stuff or add something to get the desired body for this year. And I find that just sad, not sad because I feel like you're following a rule, but I find it sad that every time you think that people are gonna judge you because you look different, you have to force yourself to look a certain way. And sometimes people do it for themselves though. I think that some people do it for themselves. And if that's the case, you do you. But because beauty is subjective and it's all constantly changing, not everyone has the body to change. Not everyone has the money to change. Not everyone has the facilities to change. You can be in like a corner of like of the world and you don't have any facilities to be the type of person you want to be in like comfortable in your own skin. But because of that, yeah and it's all because nobody if I was when I before the age of 11 before the beauty standards got introduced to me and I got conscious about my body I never really cared to decrease or increase something but the reason why I started caring was for validation women Mm -hmm. change some women want to improve their bodies yeah that's completely different but following the beauty standard majority of the time is done for validation so it's I'm not blaming every single man for this because I am talking about female beauty standards right now I kind of am so it's almost like men previously have created this beauty standard are making us follow their beauty standards so for them to say just to check mark check mark and give us the validation of yeah I think you're pretty And I think that for like years it was men, but honestly, the more that I look into, you know, the like who who really was part of the origins of such beauty standards, I feel like it was not only men, but it was women who were insecure in their own skin, hoping that one day they would be secure enough to love themselves. Some people never reached that standard. Some people decided, hey, I'm going to judge others before I judge myself. Um, and yeah, that's how it's going to be. And that's, that's just not it. If you're that type of person today that, hey, I'm going to judge someone else before I judge myself, 
better yourself <laughs> so a lot of um the beauty standard about the united states used to be at say and what asia is right now is internalized racism like every single thing is and was done to be done to resemble a caucasian woman like from fair and lovely to for kids being told to not play outside to lighten their skin from um changing the shape of their nose to resemble to resemble to be more caucasian little kids not to be shown outside of to play outside to resemble being caucasian native people and native americans and asian people used to get surgeries in their eyes to make them more bigger simply so they look more caucasian and it's yeah. this entire glorifying about how a white man is and how a white man woman are and that is beautiful and that's the beauty standard in asia and india it's a lot it has to do a lot with the british raj but and colonization and basically it's the entire beauty standard in asia right now is to do with colonization the reason why it is where it is but it is exactly why it is deep rooted in racism Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um I read an article somewhere like a while ago, after the Korean War I think um I think one of the first surgeries I know the K the K beauty world is huge nowadays I mean it's it's scary how big it's become but I'm also kind of fascinated by the Korean beauty um and the Korean beauty standards is completely different right now um obviously some of the similar perks as other Asian countries but they've kind of gone into this level of perfection that's that's you know scary to me at least <laughs> um but i i heard that there was this surgery i think it was the first um um korean beauty surgery to your eyes where you could make your eyes look bigger um in order to fit into some people were moving to america i think at this time after the korean war and to to fit better in society some people that like yeah eyelid surgery i i think that was it but i'm not sure i have to look back into that's absolutely crazy simply to resemble a a caucasian person right and the sad i watched the saddest documentary on cnn but a lot of what the beauty standard is is to glorify the media can do this biggest change by doing the smallest things and a, like a lot of things with what we find pretty and what we find cool is to do with how it is portrayed when things and people are portrayed as pretty and portrayed as cool we find them pretty and cool when things are portrayed as ugly and not likable we find them ugly and not likable so i watched this documentary on cnn and there were a couple of black a uh, black children african american children and they were given two barbie dolls there was an there was a black barbie doll there was a white barbie doll almost all of them chose the white barbie dolls and they said brown is ugly i don't like brown looking at their own skin that is absolutely crazy it broke my heart i was literally crying in front of my laptop like that's insane and that's not only over here it's in india too it's in asia everywhere in asia too mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly I I saw that one too and 
I was just, I was so like destroyed by the fact that, you know, as a child, like growing up, we saw so many like, um, you know, white cartoon characters. And I think growing up in a couple of places, I think the only character I saw was, you know, Baljeet from Phineas and Ferb. And he was Indian, I think, or it might have been like just his voice actor. I saw Karen Bar on Jesse. That was that was interesting. I also saw Karen Bar in you know what? Go off Karen Bar, being that <laughs> Daisy representative in like Disney. Um, I saw him in um Diary of a Wimpy Kid too. I think oh, yeah. that was one of the first places. But then I also saw like the way they were portrayed. You know. And I saw they were like either super, super, super nerdy mm-hmm. or some of them looked super, super, super whitewashed. Like they like dyed their hair bleach blonde and mm-hmm. some of them just did not look like a Desi person. Mm-hmm. Many Desi people oil their hair. A lot of people do. A lot of people wear mehendi and some people dye their hair with mehendi. And, you know, some people have like a nutmi. Some people wear like a tikka. And it, there are a bunch of different things. And this goes for like so many different cultures, so many different religions. I know um, Punjabis wear turbans. I know that like Sikh people wear turbans. I know that um, some people wear hijabs. And having that representation in on TV today is helping so much, not only to our new generation, but also to us, you know? I think they owe it to us. I think that whole like the like years and years of just having no representation on screen, on TV, on magazines, just anywhere where we would honestly look, I think they owe it to us to have characters today, tomorrow, the day after, just in the future. They represented it it, it represents, you know, the future, like upcoming people like there's not so many people. Yeah, there are, but they aren't represented as not likable and not pretty. They, mm-hmm. the, the, the representation that I see right now of just people of color in general in media is pretty. And that, I think, is changing and that definitely is good. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a long way to go. Um, shifting mm-hmm. from topics, let's talk about the current beauty standard. So now we've talked about mm-hmm. how we're trying to look Caucasian, everybody. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about how we're trying to look black. The current beauty standard is simply black ethnic features on a white woman. It's that simple. And it's that it's funny and it's ironic and it's kind of upsetting. And (laughs) I'm clenching my fist right now, but it's true. The no, I love black women. I have a so place in my heart for black women. They're so beautiful. I mean, the melanin, A, B, oh, they're just so beautiful. Their head. I, I literally have no words for how beautiful they are. That is I true. have like a special place in my heart for them. But it's honest, I find it so unfair that today in day, days and age, that when, you know, white women get conros and get box braids, they get, you know, praised for they're like oh you look so cool you look so hip what and the when black women do the same thing and when black women do the same thing they're called ghetto and ratchet right 
And I've seen so many white women try and wear do-rags and make it part of their fit, quote-unquote. Babe, that's not Babe. cute. <laughs> Take that Babe, off right now. It ain't cute. What do you, like, exactly. Not only, like, Black women, you know, Hispanic women. Um, you know, just women of color. They're taking so many different things. I've heard of white henna. I don't know what the f- white henna is. Never heard of it. It looks sounds like a chemical. Do you put toothpaste on your hand? Um, I also know that... Um, What's that other thing? Oh, yeah. You know, like, cholas, I think. I think that's what they're called. Um, like, now people are finding that trendy. Excuse me. And it's it's so annoying. I'm, I'm also, I'm so annoyed at this. It's so annoying to see people, you know, take and take and take from other cultures, other, like, religions, and call it fashion and call it like, hey, you know, I just felt so inspired by the world around me today that oh, I just God. felt like looking cute and trying this new fit. And they're like wearing a veil, okay. They're wearing, they're wearing a dupatta and they're calling it a scarf. Then they're gonna be like- you're Wearing a hijab and calling a scarf, like babe. Right? Yes, like, black. Yeah, stirring back to, um, sorry to cut you off, but stirring back to kind of the beauty feature when it comes to bodies and it genuinely is like who's like think about who said the beauty standard right now, the Kardashians. The Kardashians are literally white women and every single feature that could possibly be changed in their body has been changed to replicate black women. Like the for ethnic black features it's the full lips it's um and the curviness of their body and that is the biggest thing which is in the beauty standard currently today you want the full lips i want the fat ass Mm -hmm. it's all just ethnic black features on white women right i mean think about the most famous instagram models right now the most I'm not going to say model models because most of them are just skinny, but the most let's take Instagram, which is basically the king of all media, what people on every age are getting motivated by and their opinions are getting swayed by. That is basically white woman and changing everything about her to resemble a black one. Black woman. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's, look how the tables turned babe like it's, you're literally it's bipolar to be honest and it's and it's like when there were I was reading this article that during slavery women who had like large behinds and asses were literally sent to circuses to watch because that's not something that I've seen before. And that is the same feature just a couple centuries after that everybody's going after. That everybody's spending thousands of dollars after and doing squats over squats and lunges over lunges for. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's upsetting. It's, it's... I honestly... I'm, I have two opinions for this. I just... I'm just kind of sad that 
the world has come to a point where, you know, that people we used to poke, make fun of, now they're cool, cute, and trendy. And at least, okay, at least I'm just glad that there are more people of color in the world of fashion and in the world of modeling and in the world of just like icons today. I am glad about that. But I'm not glad about the fact that, you know, taking and taking from, you know, their features to their clothing, to their cultures, to some religions and calling it original. It's not not original. It's been done for years, centuries, decades, whatever you want to call it. It's been done. It's been done. It's been here. You just heard of it. You took it. There was no inspiration, babe. There was no I woke up in the morning, felt like, you know, looking cute. So I just took from a different culture and called it a day. Honey, what? (laughs) There are two, there's a, there are like two aspects to what you said. There's taking items from something which can be cultural cultural appreciation or cultural appropriation and then there's literally taking not taking but replicating bodies and when it's to okay if you want fuller lips if you want a bigger butt go for it your intentions can be whatever it is what it is but when you give the credit to somebody who isn't even like let's say the Kardashians, for example, they're the one. Kim Kardashian is the one who made bigger butts more appealing. She's the one who made it at the beauty stand. And what about black women who've been made fun of, poked fun of, put in circuses during slavery? They're not getting credit for it. This random white lady who decided to get butt implants one day is. And, yeah. her, and when it comes to fashion and when it comes to pieces of clothing like if I personally do not mind if somebody takes a piece of Arabic like I'm Muslim so somebody takes like a dua or a prayer or something and they find it beautiful to put it up on their wall they might not know the meaning of it they just appreciate it for what it is and they give credit to whoever's done it if a woman is wearing a hijab and going and visiting a mosque like rihanna did but she got for i don't know why because i do that i'm not hijabi when i go to mosque i put up the same scarf i'm literally doing the same thing but i guess go for it that's different from taking that's different from saying hey this is scarf from a, a scarf from a head wrapped around this way no babe it's a hijab you can wear one just say that it is one that you didn't come up with it like, yeah, they're two completely different things. And when you talk about cultural appropriation, which is kind of completely digressing the topic, but I'll say it anyway. When you talk about cultural appropriation, the topic comes up of like, so are we that bad of a world now? Are we that separated? I'm like, no, you can wear it. You can wear the bindi. You can, you know, pray to that God. It's a religion for God's sakes and it's a culture for God's sakes. But don't say that you came up with it because you didn't. It's been here all along. Take it for what it is. Don't take it, take it, but understand it for what it is. Yeah. And now take your time, study the culture. I mean, there's nothing wrong with learning. We're all, we're, we're all going to be students till the day we die. We're learning from the world around us. 
from people around us, from studies around us. And Kim Kardashian, for example, she's Armenian, right? So she does have Armenian features. And, you know, she was born with a big butt. And then she did say that she was, you know, harassed for it at times. And I'm like, I, I get that. I can see how that could happen. But in like, I saw maybe it was last year, the year before, she, I think, went to Armenia or someplace, but she took like a photo shoot, um, kind of replicating her heritage and everything. But the same year or the year before, she went to um, Tokyo and she went to India and she basically wore a sari, wore a bindi, called it a day and just took a couple photos, came back. She was like, it was cool, got some fashion sense. No, I loved it when Kim actually like approached um, Armenian culture and was like, yeah, this is, this is my, this is my Call shit. Like, you know, and give yeah, this, this, this is, I, I could understand when she was wearing like Armenian attire that like it was understandable, but when she wore Conros in the, the next two months, in box I don't remember what it was. And she wore sari in like a Vogue feature, maybe. I'm not really sure, but some type of magazine feature. Um, she found it cute and, you know, trendy too. And she wasn't even wearing the sari the right way. <laughs> I just add. I mean, man. And she gets called out for it every day. And I feel like she might be learning from it because she does have, you know, children who are of color. And she does, she, she did have, a husband who was also of color and I really hope she I really hope she's learning and I love Kim for like the brand she's made of herself she maybe she she is probably a self-made woman with the help of you know Kris Jenner and everything the whole Kardashian Jenner family is but they've taken a lot and they haven't given you know credit at all at times and I feel like that should be given for sure yeah, I think they're beautiful people. Story, yeah, I think we're kind of stirring away from beauty standards and like starting from a topic and then going away to something. But stirring back yeah. again is mm-hmm. the idea of self care. Now, there's nothing wrong with taking care of your skin, but the idea of like the like when a woman it's like stepping out of her house in a bun, no makeup, her glasses, her hairs are messed up. She's wearing sweatpants. She might be doing very good for herself, but because she's not catering towards and following the beauty standard, she's considered as a woman who doesn't have it all together. She's considered as a woman who does not, who doesn't know what she's doing. And just because I don't look pretty to you doesn't mean I'm a loser. Like... (laughs) it's it's like this structure that has made that has been made for women that if you do not follow for it we don't think you're pretty we don't think you have it all together and it's not that I don't think that I don't care if you don't think I'm pretty I don't care if you think that I don't have all together but the fact remains that when you do look pretty and when you do look appealing and when you do follow these insane beauty standards you are treated way more nicely you are given way more opportunities yeah. So it's kind of like we're stuck here, but we need to get out. Right. And I personally, if I don't look put together, I know for a fact I won't um, be like treated the way I would look uh, if I did look put together. 
And it's um, not, it's not like, like put together, I just want to like you to be nice to me. It's like a woman exactly. is not considered productive and a woman is not considered that she has it all together simply because she's like wearing sweatpants. Like, right. Like I probably had stepped out a couple of times taking my dog Bonbon to a couple of walks around. And, you know, I talked to a couple of people. I looked like a mess. It was so early in the morning. I didn't want to look ready. I didn't want to get started for the day when I would go back home and take a nap, you know. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. You just don't feel like getting up and getting ready for the day. I know for a fact that I don't. And you have the right to, everyone has the right to, to just like take a me day, take a day to just, you know, relax, please just chill. And, you know, give yourself some time to like recharge before you get back into the world. Yeah. And but- I t- I've taken a couple of those days, but those couple of days that I did take it, you know, people were like, why do you look so tired? Why do you look so dirty? Why do you look so depressed? I didn't think I looked depressed I didn't think I looked dirty I took a shower I was wearing a flannel I was wearing like sweatpants like I am right now (laughs) but apparently I didn't look good question mark or put together question mark because I didn't have my you know eyeliner on or I didn't have like jeans and like a button-up like now it's trendy now sweatpants are trendy and whatever but like no, but it's like if they're trendy only in some if you're not catering towards this insane, stupid standard, then you're not considered productive. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many even movies that I've seen. Like a woman is, you know, gonna be maybe drinking or something, and she's like not gonna have her makeup done, and she's kind of just going through it. And she people are gonna say, Oh, like your life is a mess. Like, and it's, the thing is, it's not over-exaggerated because it's, it's like, if you, if I do not look appealing to you, you don't think that I have it all together. Exactly. Now. It's it's crazy. hmm. Now coming to media and brands, we covered this a little before, but the biggest influence of all of our mindset in general is the media. And especially for women, a lot of it has to do with brands. And that starts at a very, very young age. Now let's take the idea of Barbie. Now, it's Barbie, I remember... like like every single girl on this planet I remember having a Barbie doll I remember thinking about oh it's a girl who has like a million opportunities and a million occupations and I loved her but she was again a blonde blue-eyed skinny white woman who everybody roamed around with who everybody loved and who everybody wanted to be love you Barbara her name is Barbara yeah I really hope not. <laughs> and Barbara, but the the biggest like f- f- so Barbie had a huge effect on us point back period. Like she has a whole TV show now, like it's crazy. But mm-hmm. in the 1960s, Matella released a Barbie slumber party set. And like every party like every set that Barbie had everybody went crazy for it. And it came with like 
you know, like a comb, a brush, a change of clothes, and it came with a weighing scale. And that weighing scale was permanently set on 110 pounds. So these little six, seven-year-old girls, even younger, were thinking, Barbie's this weight. I need to be this weight. My brother, he's skinny as He is heavier than that. <laughs> it is nothing wrong being 110 pounds. But you're telling girls, Barbie, this woman who been this character that you've been idolizing and is so perfect and has the perfect life and the perfect boyfriend and the perfect job and the perfect school has the perfect weight and this is the perfect weight and if you're not this you're not perfect i mean think about the effect that that has on a child yeah it's i mean i can personally say i have been shamed i have been attacked i've been you know hassled my whole life because of the way i look I am on the thicker side. I am a beautiful, thick woman. I think I am. But it's taken hey. years, years, not like more than like just a couple years. It's taken me my whole life to finally feel like a teeny bit accepted into my own skin. And mainly because it was because of my weight. And, you know, 110, I don't think, I don't remember when I was 110, maybe like grade two, grade three, God knows. I don't know. I was like always on the heavier side and I don't mind that. I mean, it depends on genetics, A, B, like metabolism. My metabolism is slow. I'm also hella anemic, iron deficient. I have a bunch of things. And you know, that also kind of puts into like what my weight is and how it fluctuates. Weight is, you know, fluid. It fluctuates all the time. You can't control it. You can, you can, but sometimes you can't. And in my case, you can't really do that at times. So I've been on the thicker side and I've been, you know, called out for it. Be like, you know what? You probably, you know, you're probably really lazy and just don't care about how you look. No, I don't think I'm lazy. I, I do a lot and I, I am healthy to a point that I work out and I eat healthy. I probably don't eat salads and crouton cakes like you guys do. I probably don't eat dal, shawl, like chicken or curry. I eat ethnic, you know, foods, but that's not unhealthy. I feel like people have also talked about that. I'm not going to talk about that, but it's not unhealthy. We're eating like, you know, lentils. We're eating carbs. We're eating proteins. We're eating vegetables just in a different way than you are. So you thinking because it looks like oily and it looks orange, it's just not good for you? No. And I've been like, I've family has told me that I look heavy and I look, you know, fat and that's fine. It scarred me for years and years and still has scarred me to this day. I can't change that. But because of things like Barbie and because of things like TV shows and Instagram, and now Instagram is getting a little more accepting, I think, on my feed at least, because yeah. I follow certain people. But I know it hurt so much during middle school when I didn't look like every other skinny girl. It hurt me so much that I had to wear like spanks at the age of like 13 because the dress showed my gut. And like my thighs, I had cellulite. And I didn't like it. So I just wore pants my whole middle school, even though there was a skirt option. 
all the skinny girls wore skirts and I wore like and like you know girls wore pants too it was an option in the uniform but I chose to wear pants because I didn't like my legs and it was just so hurtful to hear like from your family from your friends that you know what you do look fat low-key no high-key you do look fat oh god and it hurts so much that like to this day it just I can't take it out it's it's just gonna be in my brain for the rest of my life I think but I've learned from it I have no I have I have I have better friends I my family is super accepting and they don't fat shame me it was always extended family um but you know I'm finally accepting my body for what it is and you know this is the same body that has brought me through 17 years of my life it helps me breathe it helps me live um you know it makes me happy it makes me sad and it helps me get through every day slowly and I think finally just accepting the fact that I might not look like every other bitch is is honestly how do I say this nicely um don't say it nicely <laughs> um it's honestly very 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 relieving because I just I don't care I don't care I anymore. should I can't but, wait to talk about trauma because that's why I, like girls I have so much I can't wait to same. talk about it we'll talk about it in the end but coming yeah. to the biggest source of trauma coming from a girl who's been crying in you know the fitting rooms I'm pretty sure you have too um, oh, same <laughs> oh my god I cannot even I'm so excited to talk about trauma but <laughs> clothing brands let's talk about I remember 2019 everybody is crazy about Brandy Melville Brandy Melville's entire idea is one size fits all for fun girls one size fits all seriously <laughs> I don't even know oh my like, god Brandy Melville would probably fit into one thigh of mine like girl not even my What head Like the waist size is 24 to 26 inches and that is a one size fits all. The entire theme is like we accept everybody. No you don't. You accepted me when I was 7 years old. Not when I'm 17, babe. It's girl. I'm not no, saying No. Honestly, it's so like I went I've never gone into a Brandy Melville um store because I saw those like YouTube hauls Brandy Melville haul and like I watched it and they were like ooh it looks a little tight in the back and this girl looks so petite she could be like how do I say this like she could be a spaghetti strand and she called it tight what girl <gasps> this is a one size fits all <laughs> my shoulders my shoulders are broader than the door to open Brandy Melville Like girl, I would probably have to shimmy my way into the store. Like honey. It's so like what the fuck is that tiny skirt that looks like a tube top? It probably cover one cheek of mine, but there's my rest of the cheek. Like girl. Oh my god. Brandy Melville, I remember there's this girl in my school, I'm not going to say her name. Let's just call her Stephanie. Stephanie is 
like basically the indian beauty standard she like she is she is melanated she's indian and she is like skinny like she doesn't have that full of a chest she doesn't have that far in a ass and she is like and she didn't fit into brandy melville oh. she she oh. is half the size of me and she didn't fit in oh my god and the entire thing is because it was so popular everybody wanted to buy from that brand everybody wanted to be a part of like the fun cool teen represent like idea and persona that that brand carried which by the way is owned by two creepy italian men old men marad fetishizing teenage girls marad again um and everybody wanted to be a part of it but you had to be a certain size to be a part of it right it's insane it's just- and if you're not if you're not that size you're not a part of it you're not, you're not the cool teenage persona that these guys have been carrying i mean it's great like it's not only brandy melville there's so many stores that did that and like so like okay jeans for example oh my god the way i have a love hate relationship with jeans jeans if you see you might wear like a size 12 in of jeans in old navy but then you'll go to american eagle get a size 12 but then you realize it doesn't even get go up your past your knees okay so then you'll get a size 13 maybe size up maybe one maybe gets to your thigh get a and size 14 maybe 24. goes up to the width of your thigh and then like you have to go to a size 17 to at least get it up but then you realize the button is an opening isn't closing so then you get like a size 20 and you're like oh this fits you went from a size 12 to a size 20 in less than 15 minutes with your mom throwing different sizes of jeans on the top of the like it on the from the top area of the change oh my room. god this and your your confidence back. has gone from a 25 to a 5 real quick in a snap you think oh shit i'm a size 20 you're not a size 20 you're still a size 12 babe you just a size 20 in this store that has made their sizing for this fit of a jean you know how they say like boyfriend jeans skinny jeans slim fit jeans i don't, I don't what the f- okay you have some size different styles of jeans great you have you have choices but the sizing bro at least make it at least make it similar to the size i remember going to old navy getting a size 12 jeans because i am a size 12 in jeans but then i went to um i think it was either american eagle or apostle or one of like one bear i don't remember one of these types of brands that look like um i don't know some one of those brands and it was an outlet mall they have choices they have options and i got the same size i went into the store i went into the change room and i tried to pull up these jeans and they just wouldn't budge and i'm like okay then i size up then i went back got a different size went back tried to pull it up did not go up and i'm like my heart is breaking a tiny bit with every nudge every <laughs> and then i finally kick to I try to get, get on exactly and then i get these jeans and i put the button on okay but now i can't breathe cuz if i sit down or even turn I'll probably tear these, pay for them and never wear them again. You know? Yeah. And it's just so 
so so so annoying that because of this different sizing our brain is just our heart is breaking our brain is kind of getting traumatized They're like holy what the fuck have you changed so much in the next in the past 15 minutes that we said fit into a size 20 instead of 12 was it like that pretzel we ate just now before we stepped into the store no i'm just going to tell you it wasn't it was a store it always was the store and it was those boyfriend jeans that you put on that it and looked like you had a boyfriend and it's crazy because it's like all these especially like show like um brands like brandy melville they become so popular because of this right. fun teenage girl persona that everybody wants to be a part of because like why not but it's catered towards one body type mm-hmm. and the which is very much the minority and the majority right. is out there feeling like shit because they're not allowed to be a part of this cool persona exactly and even the style of their clothes like i went into hollister for the first time in 2 years i usually never went into hollister i mean because i didn't think you know they ha- they had my style i dressed like like a hybrid between like a lumberjack and a hippie it's somewhere in between i think i would consider that my style but i went into hollister looking for like a maxi skirt that i saw on their website because i'm i'm in love with maxi skirts so i saw it on a curvy model and i'm like holy shit how yeah i'm curvy she's curvy we're curvy to the, together and it if if it fits on her it might fit on me okay but you know bodies are different so maybe and so i went into the store i saw it in my size too and i was like holy shit this is a sign i'm going to go on i'm going to try it and so i went into into the um changing room and i put it on and it fit but it just didn't look the same you know you could see my cellulite and maxi skirts are maxi skirts you can't, they're not supposed to be you know fitting pencil skirts it looked like a pencil skirt on me because mathas a thick and they do tend to stick to the material <laughs> and so it just it looked like a pencil skirt so i'm like okay this is probably not for me then i went outside and got like a different design of a different skirt same size i also saw this one and this one also just didn't look good and you know sometimes that happens sometimes it just doesn't look good on you but it was kind of upsetting to see like at least you know having that hope like okay a curvy model has worn this like you know maybe another curvy girl could also wear this but then like you know you get hit by reality like not all curvy people are the same and i feel like there's also um an ideal curvy person in the world of plus size models yeah and that also is isn't so much because i thought okay you know it could look good on me it has it, it's a, it has a higher chance of looking good on me than you know that um skirt that looks good on that other skinny model i mean so i tried that one on and it just you know sometimes it just doesn't work out that's okay not all clothes are meant to fit you you're not supposed to fit clothes and i think people always forget that yeah like people buy clothes for their bodies you're not supposed to buy <laughs> bodies for your clothes it does it doesn't work that way the clothes is supposed to supposed to fit your body you're not the one who's supposed to be fitting into the clothes yeah 
And like, you know, whenever like we start diets, we're like, I'm going to finally fit into those jeans that I've been wanting to fit into. Okay, that might be healthy. Maybe you have some type of like a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. But then like, if you say like, I want to just, I want to look good in this one style of jeans because she looks so good in it. But then we just don't at times because, you know, maybe your hips are just too wide or maybe your um, chest is too large or maybe you're too skinny to fit into a different, like, you know, those like, what is it? Those uh, Fashion Nova dresses and those like Fashion Nova jeans. You know, some skinny girls don't look good in those. Sometimes they have like spaces in um, where they're supposed to fill up. Sometimes those, um, those fitting body dresses don't look as good as they did on that curvy model on the site. But I think that's what we always forget is there are clothes out there for you that you would like and that will fit you. You just haven't found it yet. But mm-hmm. we should always look for them. Mm-hmm. I found clothes in like the store next door. I didn't find it in Hollister, but I found it in the store next door. For me, it was right next door. But for you, it might be in a different mall. It might be in a different store. So just always remember that clothes, they're for you. They're not, your body's not for clothes. Clothes are for your body. Yeah. Coming back to people who have sex. Um, so the real life Barbies, the Kardashians. And the epitome of beauty is that family. And I completely, before I start, I completely understand how the Kardashians were for a fact under the gaze of the media since early childhood and especially being called being compared to your sisters about your face about your body I mean Chloe was called like the fat sister and Kylie was called the ugly sister and that definitely does make you cause changes to your body that definitely does change the way you think about yourself because people who you have no idea about are commenting about you and you there's genuinely nothing you can do about it but I'm not gonna completely excuse them for what they kind of have done so if you've the beauty standard today has been created by them they're the engine which makes it all work they're the biggest people on Instagram and Instagram is the main it's like the king of all media so if, if you saw the last episode of Keeping Up, Chloe talks about how being judged, like after she gave birth and after like the age she is in right now, the reason why she made so many changes to her body and to her faces is because she was getting judged by other people. And the thing, and the Kardashians in general complain about it all the time which does make sense but at the end of the day you are complaining about a beauty standard that you made that you yourself cannot reach like the entire a persona of kim is her body and is her like butt and there was an unedited picture which came out of her having cellulite her having a smooth behind is what we think that she has and we think oh that's what's achievable and she's done so we can do it too but the reality is she hasn't and 
whether maybe the card a lot of the kardashians have done their some of the some of that process naturally but that's because they're the top one percent of when it comes to wealth of the entire world they have nutritionists and personal chefs and gym instructors that's not something common people have and when they cater this beauty standard that they themselves have not reached and this is not only the kardashians but they are the main engines behind all this so i'm gonna put them on the spot it's this beauty standard they themselves cannot reach but they're portraying it to other people and asking them to reach it and advertising on the basis of them like Kim on her Instagram like advertises these like appetite suppressing lollipops and these like sugar bear hair gummies and they use bad body which isn't actually theirs it's fake it's all done with plastic surgery it's not natural and it's they are beautiful but it's not natural at the end of the day and basically using that to their advantage saying that oh this single product got me that so buy it right and that's where i think the marketing part of this whole media comes in because of families like the kardashians because of such influencers quote unquote because of people every day fixing what the beauty standard should be I feel like again, I I don't um, but as it I don't fully excuse them, but I do understand where they're coming from. At the end of the day, we've all felt insecure, you know. The Kardashians have felt insecure. And they've talked about their insecurities. Like there was that one point where Kendall Jenner had acne, and everyone um, attacked her for it. So she uh, partnered up with like an anti-acne company. I think it was something like maybe like a proactive or something. Mm-hmm. I know there was a part where um Kylie um but it's like you said Kim Kardashian partnered up with like sugar bear hair care because um there was an article on how like long her hair is and how perfect it is um Kylie Jenner was commented on like how good her lips are so she just started up like a big lip company like the like like became a billionaire because she was like hey I got lip injections but let me get lip injections I mean, like, go off, I guess. She looks beautiful. Like, I mean, she looks so hot. Love her. And, you know, she she has made her money. And I think, you know, pe- women in business, that is a power move. Um, but, you know, she kind of rented off, like, surgery, branched off surgery and marketed, like, hey, you know, I have big lips and I have, like, my own lipstick and stuff. So, you know, you should... If you want like lips like mine, you should probably use the same products I'm using. I use my own products, buy them, which I think is a smart move as like from a business point of view, but from like just a child's point of view, you can see how that could really, um, damage. you know, yeah, damage them basically. And so many families have done this. It's not only the Kardashians, even though they are like the trendsetters, they are like these they are that one powerhouse of a family. It's also like, um, you know, the new money people, the old money people, people who went to, what's this thing? You know, country club families. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to say like, you know, country club families. They've also made like, you know, you should probably wear brands like Gucci. You should probably wear brands like Versace. I can't believe you're wearing like, you know, flip flops in next to the pool. Why aren't you wearing like, Gucci Fendi Prada 
flip-flops instead of like Panama flip-flops I don't know what the brand is but you know it's it's people from all around from all around from all around and from everywhere that kind of tell you like hey you should probably do this because I do this and it looks good on me so it'll probably look good on you too and people have marketed against that the Kardashians for example but yeah totally agree so the stupidest part of the beauty standard is and why I just don't even though I do (laughs) the reality in reality but how I just don't like it much is because it's always changing what the beauty standard was created and is created by men till this day even though how it's portrayed is by a woman it is about one when what men find attractive for women and it's it's tiring and it's like a woman's body is not a canvas for you to decide hey I like this today all these men like it therefore you're gonna do it and we're gonna pressure you to do it and it's like this valid inner validation that all of us are looking for by men and that's why this entire system is working period whether it's in Fiji and how bigger women are created. And if you're skinny in Fiji, you're not create, considered that beautiful. It is because he, like that inner sense of validation that you're searching for. And the thing is, it's always changing. And your body is not a canvas or a paper that you can just cut and alter and staple and glue on whatever you want to do. It's you and that's not something that needs to be said to you. Everybody knows this, but it's time we actually realize it. Right. The stupid thing is that it's always changing. Like it's one day you like big, you make fun for a girl who has like a big butt. The second day you're literally sending over your text messages, like make up your mind. It's honestly, it's, it like mimics like the bullying mentality. Like, you know how, like, people will bully you throughout your, like, high school, middle school career and then, like, finding the reunion. Like, oh, my God, girl, you look so beautiful. Glow up, queen. And, like, they'll find you, like, the grocery store with their two kids and their divorce and be like, oh, my God, you look so cute. Love the fit. I would love to meet up sometime. The only difference between us is I didn't peak in high school. I peaked after I left that shithole, you know? I didn't peak when I was having ACTs, assessments, tests, grades, GPA, and my acne was acting up. I'm sorry I didn't do that. Maybe you did. Good for you. Maybe it worked out for you. But for me, I just didn't. I peaked after I didn't have that stress. You're still it's in high like that, babe. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't peaked yet, babe. <laughs> I look okay. I don't look eh. I don't look mm. I look eh. <laughs> and so. coming back, coming to my favorite topic, trauma. Mm. I the drama. The beautiful drama. Oh my god. So I wanna you've told two stories. I wanna tell a story. Oh, so before I, I was shifting. To America in summer of 2019 
I was my entire middle school and ninth grade of high school, I was bullied for having a fat ass. There were nicknames about me called Zyrus. Like, I'm so happy it didn't catch on because it's actually not that very cute. But there were nicknames about me. People used to literally stare at me and call me out. So the summer, I was like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be a skinny ho- and <laughs> I went to the gym and did only cardio for like two months. No effect, by the way. I do not know who told me this. I was going to the gym and on the treadmill for an hour every single day for two months. I did not see shit. I am so upset with that person. I don't remember who told me this, but I swear to God, once in a while, I'm beating your And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to become so skinny. And I'm going to be like, I had this entire idea of what American high school looks like. And <laughs> like in the movies, and I thought I'm going to enter in all skinny. Everybody's going to look at me. <laughs> and I, so I didn't get it because I didn't see any results because somebody lied to me about cardio. And oh my God, I hate that person. I don't know who it is, but I hate it. And <laughs> I... I was pretty disappointed when I came to America, but I was like, eh, whatever, I'm going to work with this. And the thing I was bullied for got me attention. And it's this attention that I've been craving for a long time, trust me, but I didn't know what to do with it. Like, there was this one point in which, like, my friends Snapchat, there was a picture of me, and people screenshotted it and zoomed into things. And it was going all around. And it's like scary, dude. Like, and I'm like, I literally came, that's when I realized the beauty stance is so stupid. I spent my entire life getting mocked by f- people around me, relatives. I'm gonna flat out say relatives, pretty close ones. I have literally been mocked of like this body part that I have that I didn't even mind, and I was made fun of. But now I'm getting into completely different. What was the point? What was the reason? What was the reason? I do not. <laughs> this literally, I was like, I could have literally had such happy years. But I was like spending them feeling insecure. Shit. Like, what was the reason? What was the reason? I swear to God. It reminds me of the Cardi B thing. What was the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> I agree. I I 100% agree. No, but like staying on that point, you know, like I was bullied for years. I mean, like people thought that it was so funny. Like, oh my God, finally I can pick on someone who like doesn't look like me. And like she has something wrong with her because I think she has. I'm going to be going to. I'm going to be going Like what girl? Bullies are the most insecure people I've ever fucking met. Oh yes. my God. I have met thousands. I've you know how many times I've moved, right? I think I mentioned it once. I've moved eleven, no, ten times. I've moved ten times in my life. I've gone to eight schools. Okay, I've had teachers. I've had like bullies. I've had students. I've had mutuals. I've had best friends. I've had friends from corners of the world, and I've moved ten times in total. I've been to eight schools, and I can tell you one thing it really doesn't matter what corner of the f-ing world you are you know everyone will always find something wrong with you if they want to if they really want to they will even point it out for everyone to see and they'll 
most importantly, they'll point it out to make sure that you see what they think is wrong with you. A, what the f***? B, what the f***? C, what the actual f***? I mean, who woke up one day? She was like, "Mm, girl, you know what? I don't feel so good today. I'm going to make sure that someone else doesn't feel good too. I swear. Okay. I I cannot wait to see that who made that nickname about me. Mm-mm. I'm going to go back to India and beat her. I swear to God. You okay. Know, I have met my bullies again. You know, you I actually faced my... Yeah. I, I, like, talked to my bullies. And, like, people, like, a couple of my bullies reached out to me. They were like, hi, how are you? Are you doing good? I'm doing great. Are you doing good? And honestly, uh, by, and I was I was waiting for it. I was waiting for them to reach out to me or me to reach out to them. And it happened. It finally happened. And you know what I did? I did, like legit said, hello? I'm sorry, who are you? Um, my dream. My dream. <laughs> I know this is petty. I know this is so low, but I've won. Petty, you love me. It must have felt it so good. So satisfied. I'm like, sorry. Um, who are you? And they were like, no, we went to school together. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Could could you say your name again? I'm like, let me check my yearbook. Hold on. <laughs> it was so satisfying to just give them no peace of mind instead of being like, you know what? You ruined my life. You didn't ruin my life. A, you made me stronger. And B, like the fact that you had to reach out to me. To think that you know maybe deep down somewhere in your broken cold heart you know you can find some warmth by apologizing to me apologize to me if that makes you feel better but i won't give you my time of day I'm i won't idiot. give you i would still talk i won't give you a second of my life again and i've had so many bad things happen to me because I've been cyber bullied, you know, I've been physically bullied, I've been verbally bullied, I've been like socially bullied in front of so many, so many people. And honestly, none of them hurt as much as being bullied by those closest to you. I will say. Like people could bully you at school and people could could bully you in like, you know, maybe centers you went to and like classes you went to whatever but it does not hurt as much as people you thought like you could trust you thought you could like truly love and then they just kind of break your heart they're like Loki here's what's wrong with you and they know everything that they can use against you and they still use it against you okay coming back to more fun trauma um oh yes (laughs) the amount of times that I have cried in fitting rooms can we talk about that and it's not like being 17 like being 12 because i hit puberty like i had i did not have any chest like it's nothing Mm -hmm. over here it's all at the back and that makes because my waist is comparatively tinier and my hips are a little wider it's really hard for me to fit in jeans and my Mm -hmm. waist keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger but it still doesn't fit my hips and like, 
sizes over sizes over sizes of my mom kind of getting mad like how much am I feeding her like is she that fat like my mom I love her but she was getting mad and literally the guy who was helping us is getting pissed at this point because he's been getting sizes over sizes over sizes and I'm literally crying in the dressing room putting them on them not fitting and taking them off can I tell you how that's the worst feeling in the world like I love I still till this day hate shopping for pants it has traumatized me so much I have two that's it that's all I wear that's all I'm gonna wear next year because I'm not going back to Levi's I hate that place I'm gone I hate Levi's too oh my god every time I've gone into Levi's it's either my mother's gotten pissed or the guy who was helping us getting pissed or I just kind of fall apart I went and I, I saw these beautiful jeans they have this like rose pattern on them and you know they fit me for a second and I'm like the button's closed I'll buy it cool after finding like seven different sizes to look at which one fit I didn't wear it for a week okay because you know I didn't have chance to wear it we had uniforms back then so like I didn't want to wear jeans at home so I wore it to like a dinner I went to you know these like um, like family dinners, these family friends meetings. So I was like, I'll just wear my new jeans, you know, looks good or whatever. I'll do it. And then I put it on. The button didn't close. The button, I paid so much money, so much money for the button to not close a week after I bought it. And my mom was pissed. But she was pissed that she paid for it. She's like, if it didn't fit, why'd you buy it? And I'm like, it fit then. And I just, it, it, I couldn't understand why it wouldn't fit. But then, like, I realized that in the changing room, I was sucking in so much that, like, the ten, like the two minutes that I did wear it, I was sucking in the whole time. That when I was, like, relaxing my body and not, like, taking out the oxygen from every organ of my body, especially my lungs, it did fit. So I, it fit for, like, the two minutes that I did wear it. But then, like, it like the button open again and that was so heartbreaking i paid and levi's is not cheap levi's is not cheap at all and you know like you're in the changing room and your mom's like pusofying like different clothes from the top of pot and you're just like okay one second i have been worn this jeans she's like try these four i'm not kidding i literally have ptsd from that crazy and it just every every different pair of jeans your heart breaks a little bit I, we just talk about jeans. So, like, every pair of jeans, you're yeah, just, like, well, just, like, <laughs> just like, no, like, no, no, not even no, 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 no. And it's just, it's it's amazing to think that, you know what? Clothes are just never going to look good on me. Might as well just, you know, walk around naked like the ape men before for us. Like, you know, clothes don't need to look good on me. They can just be clothes. Why even wearing clothes? Why are clothes a thing? Who invented clothes? The thing I is, love clothes, like, actually. You know, so every, because I have like a small waist and big hip, broad hips and like big thighs, I like every single pair of jeans on the planet fits me like skinny jeans. And I hate skinny jeans because I don't want the shape of my legs. So to show up with like skinny jeans, that is not it anymore. And I just don't like the way they look. So I was, I have been gone to, I have gone to stores and stores and stores looking 
for jeans which fit me that way jeans which are supposed to fit you that way but don't fit that way and I finally went to Gap and literally picked up these $80 men's like jeans and they literally they were a little loose at the waist I could have figured that but it fit and my mom lost it and she's like, you can, you wear 40 size women's jeans. You're not going to wear men's jeans. And the thing yeah. is, that's the only thing that fits properly. Like what is wrong with women's knees is make them properly, man. Like what's your problem? Do you exactly. not like myself? Like what is it? Like I just, my, I like still, my mom calls me a picky shopper, but babe, if, if I went shopping and I just like stopped going shopping with her at times because I just can't do it. I hate shopping and I hate online shopping even more because mm-hmm. buying it and then getting it and then it not fitting is even more heartbreaking because then you know that you just, you have to do the whole thing again and you have to give it back maybe sometimes if they like allow refunds. You have to like package it back, send it back knowing that you waited like three to four weeks for this thing that you thought would fit and then it doesn't and you're like it's probably my body sorry I thought this was right but no again I'm gonna remind everyone it's not your body it never was your body it's the clothes don't it's think it's your body Friends trying to make you feel about yourself yeah and don't I mean go shopping with your friends sometimes they're super helpful but sometimes you just go into a store, they'll get a size zero and they'll call it big. I'm sorry, what? What? So my friend, I went, sh- I went shopping with a friend and we went to all the same stores. We had similar styles. So I was super excited, mainly because we were going to the food court and like getting food. But I was also excited because I didn't like go shopping with friends mostly. I usually went shopping with my mom, but my mom gave me money. She was like, let's go, let's go shop. You can go shopping. You can get food. You know, this is the one day I'm going to let you do this. Then you're coming back with me. And I'm like, okay. So I went to the store and she found like, she found things left, right, and center because she like knew what she wanted. Perfect shopper. And she found it in her size. For me, I didn't like, you know, train for shopping. Mm-hmm. She looked like she was a professional shopper. I looked at some things. I found one thing maybe didn't fit. Then I was like, no. Then she looked at me funny. She was like, why aren't you getting anything? And I'm like, no, nah, I just, it doesn't look good on me. She's like, yes, it does. And then I, I'm like, no, it doesn't. She's like, show me. And I was like, okay. And then I showed it to her and she's like, you're right. It doesn't look good on you. Uh, they, mm. could have a different, they should have been a different way she could have said that. I know it's a fact, but this should have been a different way. That that. <laughs> like, exactly like what did I just say like I know it doesn't I know my body enough to know it doesn't and she's like yeah no it looks like really off on the back that basically means like your ass looks too weird on it or your ass looks too fat for this oh god I'm like and so I'm like can we just go to like maybe a different store that maybe has a size about size four <laughs> and she's like yeah sure and then you know which store we went into gap when the oh gap. god kill me and the bitch is looking at hoodies she's looking at you know jeans skinny jeans again i don't know why there's so many jeans just make like seven sizes and then make all the sizes the same please um seven types and sizes the same and so i like looking at the jeans all because you know the one jeans that i did buy did fit 
like I mentioned. So I'm like, let's look for jeans. I want jeans. I love jeans. Found one pair of jeans. And I went in. It fit. Thank the thank Bhagwan that it fit. You know, thank you so much. That one jean fit in front of this one judgmental that I went with shopping with. And I came out, she's like, Can you turn around for me? And I'm like, uh, sure. Like, what the fuck? Is it just like a catalog? Like, why am I turning around? Okay. And she's like, mm, it looks good, but like only from one angle though. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Who what is angle she? though? What angle though? <laughs> that was my question. What angle? Okay, it looked good. And you know, the one day I found the one jean that does fit me and I think it looks good. My friend's like, it doesn't look good. Oh my God. She didn't say it doesn't look good. She said look good from one angle, which basically means it doesn't look good. Like what people come from all angles, okay? You know, you could be walking down the street and there's someone behind you, front of you, next to you and on the other side. Yeah, it matters angles. She basically said it doesn't look good from everywhere. And that's like a shitty move. So I didn't buy it. Then me and my mother came the next day because my sister had to go shopping and I went to Gap and I found the same jeans and she's like, oh, that looks good. Can I get that? And I said, sure. And I got the jeans. Yay! I didn't want to get the jeans in front of her because she'd be like, are you sure those look good? And you know what happened? I went into school, like the drop, like the no dress, like um, no uniform day, like the drop dress day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I like your jeans. Um, and I'm like, you like these jeans? And I was wearing the same jeans. Oh, God. Jeans. Where'd you get them from? And I'm like, oh, you know, a store. I swear to God. People are so petty. So oh, I'm pretty sure she knew it was the same jeans, but she just wanted to say it. I mean, girl. Yeah. Girl, I just, I cannot. The worst, the most heartbreaking feeling is like I went to Gap. No, I don't know where I went to a thrift store in Brooklyn. And, and do you know All that right. place, um, L Train Vintage? Uh huh. Uh huh. It's a, I love that place. It's in Brooklyn, and I got these jeans and I loved them because they were the they were like exactly the type I was looking for so before that I was like supposed to wear skinny jeans because I didn't have anything else and they were finally you know they were you know the ones which were you know they were men's jeans I'm just gonna admit it men's clothing is better than women's clothing I'm gonna flat out admit it my mom's gonna be mad at me for saying that but I'm gonna flat out admit it and it is better it is better especially jeans and the hoodies and sweatpants I can go on and on but it's and it was right there and it didn't fit me. And I was so sad. And I'm so happy that I went to my cousin's sister because she's the sweetest person alive. If you're hearing this, don't say it again. Don't say it back to me. We never, you never heard this. But she's literally one of the sweetest people ever. And she like literally baby hand held me. And I was on the word of tears out of the store. And she made me like see something that I like and like cheered me up. Like go shop. If you're gonna go shopping and you struggle like us beautiful thick women um because we are do not go with a judgmental person judgmental good like knowing what knows like there's a difference between like a person who's like "Mm -mm, that doesn't look good on you go change right now and there's a person who's like 
there's a difference between it doesn't look good on you and you don't look good in this. Like I just yeah. thought of that. I'm a genius. Yeah. But like if someone says, oh, it doesn't look good on you, it's the exact thing. Clothes are supposed to fit you, you're not supposed to fit the clothes. You know? Mm-hmm. That yeah. that makes such a big difference. It really did. And I think that like people, whenever they're shopping in their head, they just they just wanna end the day with a good experience. They wanna find new clothes that they can wear. And they can be like, no, I got some new clothes. And they can get good reactions from like their loved ones, from people around them. Like, ooh, I like that fit. Like, is that a new shirt? Like, you know, that kind of just appreciation Mm -hmm. that you want that like, that like good feeling. Like I'm wearing something new. It looks good on me. People are going to notice that it looks good on me. And that's why whenever girls are like, notice anything new, they they just kind of want a bit of that appreciation because they took their time out of their day to look for something that they feel so confident and comfortable in that they want to they just want that like appreciation that's like a sliver of appreciation and so whenever we don't find something and we end the day on a bad note which I have done many times I just ended up in the floor crying (laughs) and I've gotten like some cheap sushi that looks like it was made two days ago and honestly that was probably the best thing of my day best thing best time of my day eating two day old sushi mm-hmm. it was better than like not finding anything in four stores honestly truth be told we all want appreciation at the end of the day we all have some type of um not craving but we all have a want for approval maybe we want approval from yeah but yeah validation you will do you cut your hair sorry i just noticed <laughs> yeah we can have it good, sorry. Day, but yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like stirring back to again beauty standards we need to realize that if we don't fuel it it won't be as powerful that it is and yeah. as easy as, as it is to say, it's not that easy to do. And we need to take it step by step. But the thing is, it's toxic. It's, the, it's literally the male gaze in all its form. And it's not something that, you know, it's easier to say than do. But the thing is, just focus on yourself and improve yourself and don't give a single flying f- about what chad or rohan wants (laughs) wants to say okay like it's hard again it's like so much harder to do and i'm struggling with it i know gummy's struggling with it and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's just it really like wear whatever you want to wear wear whatever makeup you want to wear whereas less clothes you want to wear whereas more clothes you want to wear it's your body fuel it don't starve yourself please go have lunch right now if you listen to this and it's to, to think the impact that these standards these unrealistic standards honestly because no one really has reached them has the effect on us and how it's kind of in our hands to stop it and like if you don't feel the fire it really would stop lighting eventually yeah the only thing i would say is that um don't do it i mean do it for yourself too but also do it for those people who are going to come after you 
I mean, if you have like a baby sister or baby brother, if you have like a new niece, a new nephew, if you have like, you know, you know that some one of your best friends is pregnant and you know that their child is going to grow up in the world of tomorrow, make sure that tomorrow is wasn't as hard as today, you know? And that doesn't only go for like beauty standards, it just goes for everything. Make sure that you make it a comfortable world for tomorrow. People say like, oh, I don't want to bring anyone into this cruel world. I know you don't. But like changing this cruel world a little by little, maybe it's the smallest thing. It's just making even though tomorrow it's, even bearable. if it's just as simple as like the beauty standard, which really it isn't simple, but it sounds like it is it's this might be a way deeper conversation that I planned <laughs> to have but at the end of the day these unrealistic standards do have an effect on us and not only for women but also for men which I am going to get into next time but at the end okay so now that we stop talking about trauma let's talk about what can we do we can educate ourselves we can it's honestly, this might sound like that annoying feminist that everybody's scared that I'm going to become, which I already am. But hype each other up. That's cringy. And that's like a little awkward to do at first. But do it. It's fun. <laughs> it's from like men to men, women to women, women to men. Hype each other up. Whether you're any shape, form, size, color, anything a little bit of validation might sound materialistic, but a little bit of validation really makes someone's day. Yeah, a little validation goes a long way. You it's look really around. <laughs> you look really pretty. <laughs> you look beautiful, babe. I also love I, the hair. Sorry, I just noticed that. I, like, I love the hair. It looks so cute. You. See, like this. No. You know, this is kind of awkward because we're doing it over Zoom at 1 a.m. Yeah. But it's weird. It really is. Um, so it was great talking to you. I love talking about our trauma. It's so much fun. Love it. I haven't talked yeah, to you in sure. three months or four. I don't even know, but it's very fun. Right. Okay. So I look forward to seeing you next time. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs>